three, two, one. Welcome to the APH booth at the 2020 ACB Virtual Convention. Here are your hosts, Jessica Minecci and Paul Ferrara. Hello, my name is Jessica Minecci and I am the Communications Associate at APH. I work closely with the Consumer Engagement and Communications team. Hello everyone, my name is Paul Ferrara, Communications Accessibility Editor at APH. Joining us today are Greg Stilson, Senior Director, Global Innovation, and Joe Hodge, Quality Assurance Analyst for APH. Welcome everyone. I understand that APH has a plethora of Braille products to show us today. First, Joe Hodge is here and he's going to show us the Braille Trail Reader. Thanks, Jess. I'm here today to show you the Braille Trail. It's a 14-cell Braille display that APH designed and started selling last year. It is to have an option for students and adults to have access to Braille reliably. So what I like about the Braille Trail is it has three key points, I think, that make it stand out. The first is it has a basic note taker, which you can write notes. You can actually then sync that note up to the cloud through Office 365 or Gmail and read it on your iPhone or Android device, which is really handy. I oftentimes will leave in a hurry and forget my Braille display and need the information that I took down. And I have that then on my uh, iPhone or Android device when I'm out and about. And it also has the ability to connect to Mac, iOS, and Windows through Bluetooth, as well as USB. It is a very small device, so I can easily use it while on the go. And it's a great device for young children as they're learning Braille, they can write and read uh, and have access quickly uh, to what they've actually, you know, they kind of get to enjoy the content that they wrote. Uh, APH also has developed a Windows software for this where you can drag and drop files that you're wanting to read. So let's say, for example, as a teacher, you could create a work assignment and you could drag and drop it then onto the device. Joe, you mentioned this earlier, so can you explain a little further, if I have a note on my Braille trail, how do I get it onto my phone? That's a great question, Paul. Uh, so basically what you do is you go into the note taker and I would write a note. So say uh, one, one actual real example that I use this in is I wrote my health savings account number down that we got at work and I, I actually went to the doctors and I did not have my Braille display on me. And I thought, oh wait, uh, I wrote that as a note. So I use Gmail and I opened up my notes in Gmail and I have my health savings account number that I wrote down on my Braille display. So it basically just syncs with my iOS device or Android device, and I have access to anything I wrote uh, that way. How is the Braille Trail different from the Brilliant? So the Braille Trail is, we offer the Windows um, program that allows you to do the drag and drop of files that I mentioned a little bit earlier uh, for teachers. And it's actually red. So the, um, the device is a little different coloring, but otherwise they, we are also working with Humaware. Uh, we have designed and are working on designing uh, some more upgraded features to the software that currently the Brilliance aren't going to have, but those are the main differences. And Joe, what's the cost for the Braille Trail Reader? Paul, the, the price on that is actually $9.95. All right, thank you, Joe. 
Now I'd like to introduce Greg Stilson, who's going to talk about two new exciting Braille products that APH are going to be offering. Awesome. Thanks, Joe. Um, hello, everybody. Well, this is, um, this is a really exciting time for APH. Um, this is, you know, I, I, I recently joined APH this year, um, and part of what really excited me about joining uh, this organization is that the, the focus on uh, innovating and really giving new products and choice uh, is, is really at the forefront of APH. For the longest time, um, you know, APH offered a, a Braille device, but it was generally one Braille device. And it was, regardless of the student or the, the user, it was, you, you really only had the choice of this one, one tool, right? And what I'm super excited to, to present today is in addition to the Braille Trail Reader that Joe talked about, we have two additional refreshable Braille devices that are shipping now and going to be shipping very soon. Um, so the, the two products I want to talk about today are the Mantis Q40 and the Chameleon 20 uh, Braille displays. Um, I'll start with the Mantis Q40. So I like to describe the Mantis Q40 as a Bluetooth keyboard with embedded Braille display. Um, and it's really the first of its kind in what it can do. So the Mantis Q40 is about the size of a regular laptop style keyboard. It has 40 cells of refreshable Braille with cursor router keys uh, below it. Um, on the front, it has four thumb keys along with a uh, circular home button that we, we refer to it as. And what that home button does is it allows you to, um, if you're connected to another device, um, it'll put you back into the local mode of the, the tool uh, so that you can do things uh, that are not specific to your iPhone or your computer or whatever. Um, on the left edge, you have a, a USB host port, a power button, and a USB-C charging connection. Um, and then on the back, you have an SD card slot. That's pretty much it on the device. Um, I call it a Bluetooth keyboard because really what this serves as is a fully functional Bluetooth uh, or USB QWERTY keyboard. And it really uses um, what's really unique about this is it uses the, the human interface device uh, standard or the human interface driver that um, that is used on all platforms, whether it's you, um, an iPhone, a computer, a Mac, an Android device, a Chrome OS device. It's using the HID standard, which allows you to use this keyboard as a physical keyboard for the tool, even if your screen reader isn't running. So oftentimes, sometimes we'll have to, let's say that there's a website that's causing a, a crash on your on your screen reader or something like that, and you need to restart your screen reader. Typically, you would have to go to your device, your your laptop's keyboard or something like that to to execute that command and get your your screen reader back up and running. The nice thing is that since this is using the regular HID keyboard standard, even if your screen reader is not functioning, uh, you can you can still use it as its keyboard. It's really powerful there. Um, on the device, we have a bunch of local applications as well. So when we looked at this, we we tried to determine, you know, what were the key focus points for, for the Mantis. And, and we wanted to make sure that, number one, it was keeping Braille at a student's fingertips and a professional's fingertips at all times. Oftentimes when you, uh, you teach keyboarding especially, um, we were hearing from teachers of the visually impaired that they were really struggling getting their student to relinquish um, their eight-dot Braille entry device, so the, the, whatever the refreshable Braille tool that they were using. 
um, and go to a QWERTY keyboard. And oftentimes that was because the the refreshable Braille tool wasn't going along with them to the uh, to the computer. They were learning keyboarding without Braille at their fingertips, which really takes away that multimodal uh, learning process um, of, of hearing the audio from the, the computer, feeling the Braille, and, and actually learning the keyboarding skills. So that was a key reason why we we built this device was to keep Braille and QWERTY keyboarding, uh, you know, keeping that at, at, at the forefront. Um, on the device, we have a note taker. Uh, so it's basic, basic editor. Um, we have a library application, which is really cool. You can actually, there's an, a built-in Wi-Fi chip on both the Mantis and the Chameleon so that we can um, download books from bookshare.org or uh, newspapers from NFB Newsline um, to the device without even needing to connect to any other device. So you can connect wirelessly to your Wi-Fi router or uh, your, your home, ne home network there and download books uh, directly to the device and read it in Braille. Um, in addition, we have a basic calculator, a clock, and then a file manager as well. A lot of those, you know, a lot of students need to learn um, organizational skills. Uh, so this has the ability to create folders, delete folders, copy and move files around, um, really teaching those um, core file organization skills that they're going to need uh, as time progresses. And then, of course, it can connect to up to five Bluetooth connections along with a USB connection as well. So um, it's a really robust and versatile device. Um, so that's the Mantis Q40, uh, and that is shipping today. Um, so the price of the Mantis Q40 is 2495 uh, to move over to the Chameleon 20, the Chameleon 20 is a 20-cell refreshable Braille. Both of these devices are in partnership with HumanWare. Um, they're, uh, they're, they're unique devices that, that have been created in partnership with HumanWare. Um, the Chameleon 20 is a 20-cell refreshable Braille device that is a direct result of some meetings that we had with uh, teachers of the visually impaired last year. So we brought in a bunch of TVIs into APH, and we had a really strong brainstorming session um, of what, and the results of that brainstorming session were really what created the software that's running on the Mantis and the Chameleon. Um, and the key thing that we heard from TVIs was that they want choice for their students. No two students learn the same, right? And so one of the things that we, we heard, in addition to the, the, the needs uh, that a student have in the classroom, uh, which created you know, the editor and the, the calculator and the book reader application, was one thing that we didn't actually expect to hear. Um, and that is that students want physical choice of how their device looks on a daily basis. That was an overarching theme that we heard from many TDIs, is that blind students are often, you know, they're forced to use devices that are plain black devices that have really no, no um, creativity from a visual um, aesthetic aspect. Um, and so what we heard was that students want to you know, not going to say dress up, but they want they they want to put some bling on their devices. You know, so they uh, they we we when we created the chameleon, the whole point of creating the chameleon was that they the the, the chameleon will now come with three colored uh, cases, three different color cases on it. Um, so it'll come with a teal, a purple, and a pomegranate colored cases. 
And the student can, you know, dress these devices up however they want. If one day they feel like maybe it's a teal day or maybe it's a pomegranate day or maybe it's a purple day, um, they have the choice of, of using whatever case and just swapping it. Very similar to the way that many of us have multiple phone cases, depending on how we feel uh, on, on a specific day. Um, in addition, it comes with a teal um, folio case as well, so that it's a, a more protective case um, that, that comes in. And there's some, uh, some colorful stickers that, that come in the device uh, packaging as well that they can uh, stick on the, the, Braille, the, the Braille device as well. So um, it's, it's in addition to having all of the software and the, you know, being a dynamic device that has a lot of versatility in the classroom, um, students have the ability to, to, to make the device physically look um, you know, much more customized at, at that point. So um, the Chameleon 20, as I said, very similar from a software perspective to the Mantis. Um, it has 20 cells of refreshable Braille. It has cursor router keys, four thumb keys on the front with that home key uh, on the front of the device, a USB thumb drive, an SD card, and a USB-C charging port. Um, both of these devices should last up to 15 hours uh, on, on uh, battery and uh, I would say, you know, Joe uses, I know, the Chameleon on a regular basis. Um, Joe, I don't know if you have any uh, specific use cases that you use this device with. I, I know that physically I just love the size. I think we've crammed 20 cells of Braille into a very portable package. But, um, Joe, what do, you, what do you typically use the Chameleon for? So my number one, you know, pre-COVID <laughs> thing was, <laughs> I would, so you, you mentioned briefly of the online services with, with uh, NFB Newsline. And one of my favorite things to do was before I left my house, I would grab the newspaper and just read it on the bus. I could keep my phone in my pocket. Um, and I just, you know, I feel safer because, you know, when, you're, when you have your phone out, uh, you know, people, you know, may try to take it or it, it just is, is a security thing at the end of the day. And I, I like being able to use my Braille display. Uh, on my lap, you know, it's the only device I have in my, you know, in my hand. And just being able to read the paper on the go like that is, for me, was one of the neatest things um, and, and very enjoyable. Yeah, that's a that's a really powerful uh, example. A, being able to have your phone in your pocket, one of the cool things about both the Mantis and Chameleon is you can wake up your phone from the device. You don't have to, you know, take your phone out of your pocket unlock it and, and do it. So you can keep it in your phone or in your bag, um, which is really great for somebody who's also deafblind as well. Um, being able to have full control over the, the phone device and leave it in, in your pocket um, and be able to really switch back and forth. I think for me, uh, when I look at use cases for the Mantis, one of the primary thing, it's my, it's my primary keyboard now that I use for work every day um, as a blind professional. And uh, first thing I always do is, you know, I'll, I'll have my phone next to my computer and um, I've got my Mantis connected to my computer via USB and I've got it Bluetooth to my phone. And so, um, you know, if I'm getting text messages or if I'm getting WhatsApp messages or things like that on my phone, um, a couple of keystrokes and I've switched my control from the, the laptop over to my phone and I can type using my QWERTY keyboard, which is a heck of a lot faster and way more accurate than dictating. I'll tell you that. So... Um, being able to use it with my phone uh, and, and really increase my productivity in, in, in that capacity as well. Greg, how do I get the files I have on my Mantis to someone else, a friend or a sighted colleague, for instance? 
That's a great question. So when you when you are taking notes, um, and I want to emphasize that on on both these devices, there is uh, Braille translation, forward and backward Braille translation on the devices. So if I'm if I'm given a Microsoft file, um, if I'm given a text file or any of that, I can pop in a USB thumb drive and uh, read whatever was on that file. And the reverse happens as well. So if I'm uh, on the Mantis, for example, and I'm just taking notes in a meeting or in, in class, and I need to get those to my computer, I can pop them onto a USB thumb drive or an SD card. Um, and and the nice thing is that even uh, on the Chameleon, for example, I can type in my preferred grade of Braille. So I can, I can type in contracted Braille and when I transfer those files to the thumb drive or the SD card, um, they're in standard TXT format so that uh, it, it does all the translation on the fly. So um, USB, SD card, or I can even plug the device into a computer with the USB-C cable and use it as a storage device. How does the Mantis compare with a traditional Braille note taker? That That's a, an awesome question. I think it's something that people... Uh, often ask is how is this different or why why would we use this? So I want to emphasize that the the primary focus of this device is to be a Bluetooth keyboard or a USB keyboard um, first, and it's a it has built-in intelligence, yes, um, but that intelligence is not um, I would say, you know, it's not running a you know, an Android OS or, um, you know, a, it doesn't have an embedded email client. It doesn't have a, um, an internet browser, um, a media player, any of that kind of stuff. Um, it's, it, it is very purpose built to do the tasks of basic note taking, uh, braille book reading, it does, like I said, have a basic calculator. We wanted to make sure that the majority of the daily tasks that a student or professional need um, are on the device. Um, but if you need to check your email, if you need to to do some web browsing and things like that, that's where the, the um, ability to connect this to many different devices that are much more equipped to, to handle that heavier lifting um, of, of those tasks. Uh, that's where using this device in conjunction with those is a, a much more robust solution, I would say. I have a couple questions about the Chameleon, if you don't mind. Sure, yep. So I previously bought a Braille Trail reader, and I was wondering um, if it will still be supported now that the Chameleon has been released. Yeah, so the Braille Trail reader um, was a direct result of us needing to provide a really reliable Braille solution for for students, right? And it it was a it was put out there as a limited edition product, and and it will it's still being sold today, so you can still buy them. Um, for for all of our products here at APH, um, and and all of our especially the high tech products, I would say um, these products are going to be supported for up to five years after um, the the final sale date of these products. So let's say that we sell our last Braille Trail reader at the end of this year, for example, um, you're you're going to get support up to 2025. Uh, and when I say support, that means repair services, um, technical support, all of that will still be supported uh, up to five years after the final sale of the product. So no worries on on whether you can get service or or if the the Braille display breaks or, or you drop it or something like that, um, you, you can always get that repaired. That's awesome. Um, I was actually um, looking at the Chameleon um, and I noticed that there's a headphone jack on it. Um, 
What is that used for? Is there going to be audio support? Yeah, it's it's something that um, didn't get into the final version of uh, the launch the launch software right now, um, but it will be in the future. So. Uh, right now, it's a Braille-only device, but it is equipped to support audio in the future. So our hope and our goal is to bring text-to-speech to this, to really bring the multimodal learning to, to students. Because we know that some students learn better when they have audio in conjunction with Braille. And so being able to provide both learning mediums is is, is a goal of ours. And so um, with text-to-speech and, and with audio, we do need to get licensing, uh, you know, finalized and things like that. And so we wanted to make sure the product was available, um, especially with it being able to be purchased using quota funds. We want to make sure that that's out there and available um, as soon as we can, especially in preparation for the next upcoming school year. Um, but do know that both of these devices, um, in addition to being able to use the, I'm going to say the much more manual version of updating the devices, you can take a file and put it on an SD card or a thumb drive. What's really cool is because we support the Wi-Fi access on these devices, um, we support over-the-air updates as well. So all you need to do is connect it to your Wi-Fi. And like I said, in addition to downloading books and NFB Newsline, one of the cool things is that we do support over-the-air updates as well. So if you are connected to Wi-Fi, if you're not running the latest version, you'll get a notification on the Braille device that says, hey, version 1.1 is available or version 2 is available. And you just press enter on the, the notification. It'll actually download and update the device for you. That's awesome. And I didn't hear you say this earlier, but what is the price on the Chameleon? Oh, great question. So the price for the chameleon is fifteen ninety five. Well, thanks so much, and I think it's time to um, see Joe. He's going to demo the Mantis um, alongside his Windows computer and his iPad. All right, I'm here today to show you how quickly it is to go between devices using the Mantis. I've been testing this for about seven months now. And it really has become the only keyboard I use at work because I have it connected either through USB or through Bluetooth to my devices. And I'm able to see everything I wanna see on my terms. So I'm right now connected to Windows with NVDA. So as I move, I can, right now I'm in Microsoft Word and I have a cursor blinking. So I'm gonna just write, hi. So, as you can hear, this is what I wrote. But as I move up and down the page with the thumb keys with NVDA, I can now read that in Braille as well. So I can actually turn speech off and use this without any... Uh, speech. If I wanted to, I could I could mute it. Uh, I could also go over. I'm using NVIDIA right now, but I could also use Jaws. Now, what's really neat about this? I'm going to show you iOS in a second. But the really cool thing when using Windows is currently going left to right. I have a Control key on the very far left. Then I have a Function key. Then I have the Windows key, and then I have the Alt key. And then it has we have the space bar, and then I have an alt key and a control key. And what's really neat about this is when I switch over to iOS, you get the iOS profile. So on the left, you have control, and then you have function, and then you have option, 
command, and then you and then you have spacebar, and then you have command. Or I'm sorry, option and command again on the right. So it really does take each operating system profile and keeps it. So now that I'm in JAWS, I have on the display my message showing, and then I can hit Windows and type in anything I want. So I have my TuneIn Radio app. I'm going to close that, and now I'm going to go over, so I'm going to hit the Home key, and I'm going to go over to Bluetooth and see my iPad. And now my iPad is asleep, so the really cool thing is it's not near me right now, so I'm going to hit a key. Option. And it talks. Right arrow. Move and it actually was awake. Game. I lied. <laughs> so it was actually on the uh, in the actual uh, keyboard demonstration. Um, so now I'm on the home screen. But I'm going to actually lock the iPad because I want to show that. There we go. It's locked now, so I'm going to hit a key. And now it's awake. Sun, do not disturb. Press home. Passcode field. Zero of four values entered. So now we are unlocked. Face Kellen, mail. And I'm going to go to mail. And I'm going to write message Greg audio. an email. Because I'm so excited about what he just demonstrated. And talked about. So now I can hit command N. Type in his name. Greg Stilson. And I'm actually seeing this all in Braille as well. Stilson, CC, Giuseppe, subject, text field, insertion point at end. Hi. Notify and I wrote hi. Text field is editing. Hi. So you only heard voiceover say I because I, I was actually typing so fast that it missed the H. But because I have the Braille, I can actually read that I did not miss that. Very cool. So now... I'm in the email message here. So I'm going to write, Hi Greg. Thanks for telling me about the new Braille options at APH. Now I can actually read that and with the thumb keys, I can actually scroll up and down this email and make sure I spelled everything correctly. This is really awesome. So now I can hit the home command. I'm not going to send it. Mail, 120 now I'm back to my home screen. Now if I hit the home button here, I'm back to my Bluetooth connections and I can choose my Windows uh, laptop and I can hit Windows. And I'm back okay. in with JAWS. The other really cool thing is, say I'm in Windows, one of the neat features is um, here, say I read something that I just want to take a note. To do that, I can just hit home twice, and I'm back out into what's called the main menu. So what we have here, we have editor, terminal, and I'm just pressing down. And you can do this, you can actually move by a variety of ways in this main menu. So I'm not library, but you could hit the thumb keys. So you can hit the outer thumb key on the right to go forward, or the left outer key to go back. So I'm on file manager. You can also just press spacebar. Uh, so I see calculator, and now I see date and time. So if I wanted to take a quick calculator, I'm going to go into the calculator, and I'm just going to do uh, 10 divided by 2. And I got 5. That's great. So now I'm going to go back into my terminal. So I'm going to hit the home key, press T for terminal, press enter. 
go down to Bluetooth and go to my iPad and press a key and I'm back on that lock screen. But okay, I messed up. I don't want my iPad. I'm gonna go back to Windows. I hit the home key. I'm back in my Bluetooth menu. I can just control, I uh, hit up to my Windows device, press enter and then hit the Windows key and I'm back on JAWS. This really has made life amazing and has allowed me to take complete control of what I want to see when I want to see it and I don't have to have multiple devices to accomplish one task. I can do it all from one keyboard that I can literally take in my backpack and I have my braille display, QWERTY keyboard, and I can use the devices the way I want to use the devices. Thank you for joining us at the APH virtual booth. To find more information and to order our products, visit APH.org.